Welcome to Ask Cadence, the project management podcast, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, and I am thrilled to be sitting here with John Patton. Hello, John. Hello, Pete. How are you? Doing very well, thank you, sir. And Jay Christensen. Jay, welcome back once top, again. Yeah, top of the morning to top you. Top of the morning to you, sir. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a... Uh, we typically take our, our problem cards from our project management classes and, and review the grisliest of the project management problems that, that come into us in this uh, podcast. Today, we actually have something a little bit different. We have a, a, an email sent to us through our, our lifetime complimentary support channel uh, asking for your help, John, on mm-hmm. a, a particularly grisly project management uh, challenge. So I, I think you're going to share with us the email, and then we'll kind of bounce well, it around. Well, Pete, this is grisly in common. Okay. Uh, and and uh, so I thought I'd just read the email sure. uh, to everybody. Uh, this is uh, this person is from Europe, and he says, I followed uh, several trainings with Cadence um, led by John Patton uh, at our company. And um, as per your free support uh, program, I have a request for you. I've been a project manager for seven to eight years now working within our organization uh, and that part was using project management. It's mainly engineering. I had a lot of pleasure uh, working in that field and have been pretty successful. I may soon move to a project manager role in another part of the organization, sales, and they don't use project management. This role is a new position and this organization doesn't really value the project manager role. How would you recommend I handle such a job? What would be the best way to bring people with me and make sure that they understand the value of organizational project management? And how can I make them recognize the central role of a project manager uh, and get commitment and alignment? In short, how do you manage projects with people who do not believe in the value of project management? That's such a great question. It's a wonderful question. I'm, I'm so happy to get it. Because, you know, people who are successful will take promotions. Now, I'm not going to read too much into this, but if there is a person in engineering who's been a successful project manager and the sales organization is recruiting uh, him, in, in this case, uh, as a project manager within sales, there must be some recognition in that organization that it's of benefit to be a little bit more organized. You know, I didn't even make that connection when we were discussing this before, that there must be some sort of pain that somebody yeah. understands exists that they need to make. Well, and there's a, it's a great career move yeah. for this person because when you uh, work in multiple different organizations in the same company, you get broader understanding and you become promotable. You know, so there, there's a lot going uh, for this guy. And I, I guess in, to frame the uh, uh, the response. One of the key words I'll use here is insinuating project management into the organization. So you don't necessarily do the direct hard hit until you have a big success. So let's talk first about how you insinuate project management into the organization, and then second about hey, how can I get a great hit? with something which is clearly a project to everybody else. So the first part here is to um, use your project management skills to organize your own work and use some of the project management vocabulary naturally in a way that would align with the sales organization, not artificially. So we're not going to talk about a work breakdown structure. But salespeople have objectives. 
And so in being given assignment, the person can say, well, I think your objective is this and this and this. Do you agree? The person will always start interacting. That person can modify that objective statement and, okay, let's, let's uh, repeat what I think I've heard from you and my stuff and state the objective. Good. Okay. Well, we're both uh, have some pretty good understanding of what needs to be done here. Well, now, let me bounce off you. If you, if you have a little more time here, I'd like to bounce off you uh, what I think my deliverables are. They're A, B, C, D, and E. Do you see it that way? Well, let me clarify C, because say the person comments on C. Here's what I see myself doing. I may need help from you on that one. So there, you're, you're taking a structured approach to the tools and skills that you have to defining your participation in a project that the organization may not realize is a project. Take notes as you go. The person may say, well, I want a copy. Can you send me a copy of these? Sure. I'll send you an electronic copy in, in about an hour here. So you're starting to put things in the format uh, of project management. And then the, the, the final thing I'd, I'd like to say here is, you know, download the responsibility matrix uh, from our uh, website. You know, it, it's in letter form. Uh, and uh, use it to take notes as you talk about who else uh, might participate or go around to those people and say, you know, I've got some some deliverables that I've got to create for uh, this sales project activity that I'm on. And I think you participate. Describe it. Show them that you're making a dot there. And they'll say, what does that mean? It says, well, you're a contributor to this task. And it's just the way I take notes. Oh, can I have a copy of that? And that that's another uh, way of insinuating your tools through use and through their acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, back a little bit earlier, John, when you were talking with the uh, person about the deliverables, another question might be is, uh, what do you think this uh, project will not do? Uh, what is beyond what we want to accomplish with this project? And uh, similarly, how do we determine success? Mm -hmm. How is it that we can say that we've accomplished a successful project? And uh, those, of course, we all know are exclusions and measures, but we don't necessarily couch this discussion in those project management terms. Yeah, I really agree, Jay. Uh, it, it gives us clear scope. We, we don't want to go beyond the attention span of salespeople. Uh, you know, they, they may be running from one thing to the next, uh, all day long, but within the time that's available from them, if we can capture this information, it's good for the person who's doing the work, and it's good for the people who work in a high-context mode and might be assuming that this project manager understands everything they understand. I think those are great questions. Yeah. Well, we're proving just how powerful modeling behavior is. I mean, you're modeling not just appropriate, you know, project management, as you say, you're insinuating mm -hmm. these skills. You're modeling, you know, appropriate communications, appropriate planning, appropriate, I mean, these are, this is how you can train others to change without their, the, without their knowing. Without their knowing. And, and you're just bringing your project culture right. into the organization. And if you're successful with it, then people will start using what you're using. Well, so that begs the question, how do you find an opportunity to, to really hit one out of the park? What, what well, are the kinds of candidate projects? Now, I, I remember this company very well. And let's just talk about how one salesperson did knock something out of the park. 
Uh, she was from sales, but she came to one of the seminars with the engineers. And her project was to um, run a trade show in Austria. She had just been hired. This was her first week on the job, and she had four weeks to get it done. Well, this company just jumped to her help. The, there were 13 people in the seminar, and half of them were put on her team, and they helped her, as we went through the seminar, plan the whole project from beginning to end. She went out and executed it. The project was so successful that she wrote an email back to everybody, thanking them for their help, and said that her boss had given her a week off with pay because the trade show had exceeded her expectations. So what I'd say to this person, if it is at all possible, is look at the calendar and try to pick up responsibility for a trade show. Figure out who needs to be on the team. Plan the project quickly with the members of the team. Again, we don't want to overtax them with too much process, too, pro too much project management stuff, but then run the project well, create a great success, and then management is going to be curious. Yeah, and to support what you're saying, John, also is if if this person that's moving into the sales organization can scout around and look for uh, situations in the past uh, that were true projects that we would term project that didn't go well. And the reason that they didn't go well is because of the non-application of project management principles. Well, here comes another project that is headed in the same direction, lots of pain and suffering, lots of frustration coming up if we don't uh, change our behavior. So this is a great way for this uh, project manager to insinuate themselves into a project that matters, that shows that it doesn't have to be as painful and as uh, chaotic and as unorganized as it has been in the past. I agree. I, I think people who had uh, painful experiences are more open to alternatives alternative ways of doing it. Right. And to support, John, what you said earlier, just in a different way, and I can't uh, say this strongly enough, and that is, is for uh, this person to be extremely mindful of scaling their behavior, uh, get some uh, really good, strong wins with some very simple project management tools that uh, are implemented in a non-technical sort of way that John has described so that people can begin to see the value of the project management concept, not necessarily the name of the tool, but understand the concept first, the value of the, of the uh, tool. Then we can begin to uh, put more structure around the implementation of additional practices. Well, if I may, just in, in summary, one of the things that you, you got me thinking about, Jay, is just how powerful project management is in uh, allowing others, team members, to really shine and, and create successes for themselves through this new behavior. It's not just about the project manager hitting it out of the park. It's, it's using these tools to allow others to really show how successful they can be as a team. That's very powerful stuff. Really resonates in a team environment. Sure does, even if they don't know it. Right. Right. And, and as, as John had indicated earlier, many times salespeople are high-context people, which means that uh, they like to interact in a relationship environment, in a group environment, which is ideal for uh, teams and behaving as team members. Uh, and if 
we don't get these people involved in a group environment. We try to single them out and use them individually. Then that's against their preferred mode of operation. So anytime we can use short, very quick-hitting meetings, get a lot accomplished with a very little amount of effort and time that we can then um, structure into a project management process. That's terrific. Any, any final words, uh, John? No, this is our answer. And uh, our, uh, our questioner will be hearing it soon on the podcast, Pete. I'll direct him uh, right to it here. Absolutely. And um, uh, just uh, these, are, these are the things that are really uh, fun to help people with on our support line. Well, I, uh, I think I, I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you so much, uh, uh, John Patton, uh, Jay Christensen. Thank you for Welcome. your time, both of you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And uh, on behalf of you both, uh, my name is Pete Wright. This has been another episode of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast. <laughs>